Welcome to Revive Nations, touching nations one life at a time. His word is a fire shut up in our bones. Be revived, renewed and restored. Access more resources and partner with us on our website revivenations.org. Hello and welcome to another Revive Nations podcast. I'm Pastor Steve, one of Pastor Shaiju's spiritual sons, and today we have one podcast in a series of 14 being hosted by Pastor Shaiju's spiritual sons. I hope you enjoyed our last podcast for preachers. If you liked it and haven't had an opportunity to do so, please subscribe and share our podcasts, and we believe that many others will be blessed as well. We're here in Kerala and at the beginning of our 15-day tour, and we just want to ask Pastor Shaiju a few questions regarding hosting the Holy Spirit. Hi, Dad. How are you? It is such an honor to be interviewed by my son. Uh, Pastor Steve is also the executive pastor um, in our church in Montreal. We're super excited to have you on board. Thank you, Dad. And, uh, it's going to be exciting because I believe that that one will slay a thousand and two will slay ten thousand. So excited to work with you. I'm honored, Dad. And thank you to all our listeners. Excited to do this podcast. Pastor Priji has not allowed me to breathe without recording <laughs> these 14 podcasts. <laughs> so we look forward for this this series. Don't forget to subscribe so don't miss any of these. And the craziest part is they are not sharing any of their questions with me. So it's all fresh and new. So let's go for it. Amen. Uh, first off, I was I just want to say I was truly blessed by this morning's meeting. There was such a, a powerful move of uh, of the Holy Spirit, and I noticed one little boy. For the for the the context of it, we are in Trivandrum, Kerala, in India. Yeah, there was this there was this one little boy in the front, and and I noticed him that as you were speaking, he just began to cry, and you can tell that the Holy Spirit was working deeply inside of him. And I was truly moved by that, to, to see that. Because you don't always see that. Well, where we, where we come from in North America, you don't always see the little children being moved in such a deep way. And that was a, a real blessing to see that in the meeting. Uh, I feel like what we expect from our children is very important. And not to say that it's bad, but majority of our parents um, in India, they their focus of the children is their schooling, their sports, their um, hockey or mm. ballet or whatever they're doing. But if you come into this part of the world, um, the priority of them walking with God is of higher importance than even what they achieve in school. So when they come to church, they don't want the children to play. They want the children in the service next to them. So that boy, you would see here is paying attention. So when you create an atmosphere and a culture in your children to honor God and put God in priority. And, and I'm sure that if this kid wasn't paying attention, the mother is going to call him <laughs> up after the service. So that would create an atmosphere that when God moves, the children are ready to receive. It was incredible. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions. And I noticed that when we were leaving the meeting, we went to go grab a, f- a quick bite to eat after the meeting. And we went into this one restaurant and we walked in and we turned around because the food wasn't ready and we walked out. And I was, I was in the other car with Pastor Carlo and, and Luke. And as we were driving away, I turned to Pastor Carlo. I said, well, so what a message. I said that the master's coming to the house. 
I said, we can open the door, but are we ready to receive him? Are we ready to host him? Just because there's an open door, are we ready to host him and receive him? And so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, um, even though we have that open door, what, what can we do to properly host Holy Spirit? Because I believe that... Uh, I believe that we want Holy Spirit to move, but maybe some don't know how to properly host His presence. You're right. Um, many churches desire for it, but they're not truly equipped to it. I think one of the foremost thing about the Holy Spirit is that He only goes to places where He's celebrated, mm. not tolerated. He's looking for a group of people that celebrate Him. So one of the things about celebration is anticipation. Um, Justin Bieber, we, he was recently visiting India, and they were telling me that his tickets were going being sold for four hundred thousand rupees. That's like uh, four lakh rupees. I don't know how much is it in dollars. That's four hundred thousand divided by fifty. Um, do the math. Um, so, and and people were willing to wait two three days just to get in first. And and that is is anticipation, you know. So the, the anticipation, we don't have that anticipation in the house of God. When celebrities are coming and when an iPhone is being released, people camp outside for two days, three days, just to buy the first iPhone. That's true. But when we come into the presence of God, there is no anticipation. We go into meeting because we are supposed to go. That's what we do as good Christians. We go into meeting with no prayer. Uh, we go into the church office to meet the pastors. Uh, we are hoping that the pastors will fix everything, but they haven't prayed and asked God to use the pastors to speak into. So there is no preparation to to receive what what God is doing. So one of the first things that that the church can do is to come into the house of God with that fervent hunger. And anticipation like what we do in in our church is that one hour before people go into the basement and we pray so it creates an atmosphere for God to walk in we are not coming there saying that oh you're supposed to do it you're obliged mm -hmm. to do it no he's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords so we are expect we are creating an atmosphere saying we adore you we celebrate you we need you we are desperate for you for God to come into that place and that preparation is part of that preparation is the fact that you don't come late to the house. You know, uh, it amazes me. Nobody comes late to a, a theater, a movie. Nobody goes late to uh, to catch their flight. Um, but when it comes to the house of God, people always tend to take it easy because it's just the house of God. It becomes part of religion. Mm. When you go to such a meeting, why should God show up? Why should God come down from his throne to see you when you've been coming to the church like you're going to a market. So that anticipation and preparation, preparation of our heart, there is a verse that caught my attention in the New Testament. It says, um, I, I wish I could get the right verse, but if you if you like, uh, we'll put it in the caption. The verse talks about um, preparing yourself and washing yourself with clean water. <laughs> That's a verse that stopped me and said, wait a minute. Is God saying that you need to take bath before you come to see him? <laughs> you know, it's something that caught my attention. Basically, God is a holy God. He's basically saying, come, come with proper hygiene. Come with freshness. Don't come exhausted, lazy, tired. 
preparation. Preparation. You're going, and that's not in the Old Testament. That's in the New Testament. You would understand that in the Old Testament, before you came to the temple, they prepared themselves for the sacrifice. How about in the New Testament? It's the same expectation. Mm-hmm. You prepare yourself. So when you come into a place, you're ready to just receive, absorb. And that is why you might have noticed that in the last two days, people receive in a higher dimension, in a faster yeah. pace. I, I, can, I can walk in within five minutes of my preaching, we are already peaked as if it is the last 10 minutes of a service in Montreal. Yeah. Why? Because people here are coming with anticipation. They've heard that that the past is coming. They've heard that God is using. They've heard mm-hmm. that God is going to move. So they're coming in with total hunger and desperation. So heaven just breaks in easy. That's amazing. I have, a, I have another question. That When we were traveling from Canada, uh, we stopped off in uh, Mumbai. We were going through the airport. And I was with Pastor Carlo when we were just waiting to get the connection, the, the connecting flight. And we went, we looked at a, a few places, a few stores that were there. And this one store that we walked in, they were selling suits and ties and things like that. And there was the sales lady. And we walked in, she said, hello, sir, you know, can I help you? And so I said, yeah, I'd like to look at a suit jacket. And I tried one on, they didn't have my size. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go because you don't have what I need. And she said, no, 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 sir, 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 come back here. And she tried to sell me a tie. I said, no, no, thank you. I said, it's okay, I'm going to go. And she goes, sir, 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 please, 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 please. And then she tried to sell me cufflinks. And I wasn't interested. Then she turned to Pastor Carlo, sir, 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 please, please. And she refused to let us go. What do we do today that is not like that in the church in terms of pleading for the Holy Spirit to move or pleading for God to move? Yeah, it, it's a good example of desperation, right? Um, I think one of the things that surprised me in the Western culture is the fact that people were offended with God. Like when there would be a prophet that would come and the prophet would prophesy to one person and the other person didn't get a prophecy. I was amazed with the number of people who were just angry and upset. The number of people that asked questions like, why only did he get? And mm. uh, for me, I have to tell you, it was a big shocker. It was a, it, it was a culture shock for me because I'm like, wow. I grew up in a church where we had two thousand, six thousand people, and out of six thousand people, six people got a prophecy. Not once have I heard that question saying, "Why didn't I get it?" So there was a sense of. Uh, obligation or entitlement is a better word mm-hmm. that they were supposed to get and the number of people that became critics when God moved in that six weeks of meetings in our church every day we had a revival of healing revival and uh, many many people were healed and the number of people that were more upset that they didn't get touched they didn't get healed um, and and the way they were angry and upset shocked me because I said they instead of celebrating the ones that they that were touched um, they had this sense of entitlement that God missed me or as if God did something wrong and most of the times I remember thinking this is exactly why you were not you didn't get a prophecy this is exactly why you didn't get a healing because mm-hmm. you walked in as if you deserved to be healed mm-hmm. you walked in as if you deserved a prophecy uh, I've said this many times. I said, nobody deserves nothing. Nobody deserves nothing. We are all a product of grace, mercy, and favor. That means that, imagine the blind man, Bartimai, sitting across saying that, oh, uh, Jesus, you know I'm blind. 
you know I need it. You know I'm stuck. You know, so you better touch me. Uh, he would have easily missed, and that's exactly the reason why you see Barthimais. He had to shout louder. I'm sure the second Barthimais even thought in his head that I need a healing. Jesus already heard his thought, but Jesus didn't stop for a thought. I'm sure the first time he called, Jesus heard it, but Jesus didn't stop for it. And then third time, and the fourth time, and he shouted louder and louder and louder. Mm. Jesus waited to see how desperate is he. How hungry is he? So you see a group of people that come into the house of God. They clap like they they're applying some sunscreen, uh, sunscreen lotion. They shout like they they are they are in, in in some some you know not a desperate situation. They shout better in a hockey match. They they don't dance like the way they dance in the weddings. In fact, they opposite. You know the ones that dance in the weddings are don't move a leg in the church. Mm-hmm. There is no gratitude. There is no humility, which pushes them to go out and and love God and 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 be desperate to draw His attention. And that is a huge point of encounter where God sees. I believe that that desperation it comes from humility, mm. humble desperation. So can when you're. Let's say you don't feel like you're desperate. Can you create your own desperation? I believe that that God is God is sovereign enough to see that we are lethargic and we are uh, lukewarm, and that we are being intentional about pursuing Him according to His excellence, not according to how I feel. So there are times when I come into the church and I don't feel like dancing. I don't feel like lifting hands. I don't feel like worshiping God. and i say it is not according to what i feel it is according to who he is amen and then i i am intentional i'm like god i today is not the best day for me to do it but i do it because it's not about how i feel that's beautiful and and you when you do that i believe that heaven comes down oh that's amazing that's amazing uh, i have another question so let's say we're in the church and and i'm going to say this because it was part of what i i thought growing up the man of god would come in he would preach a sermon the holy spirit would move he would finish speaking and it was as if well that's it you know the the, the man of god is finished speaking so the holy spirit has left the building and so it became to a point where we we thought the holy spirit can only move when i'm in church because that's when the man of god is in the building and that's the only place where there's going to be the presence of god But today we were in the we were in the meeting and I was looking at everything the Holy Spirit was doing and I heard the Holy Spirit say wave after wave. And I noticed that in the meeting that's what the Holy Spirit was doing because there was a point the Holy Spirit moved mightily and then you continued speaking and then the Holy Spirit moved again very mightily and then it was like wave after wave that he kept moving over the people. And I heard him say wave after wave and I said, "Okay. And what happens? What happens when dad leaves the building?" what happens when he's no longer there can is there a point that we can come to where we we say it's no longer about who is speaking but it's about who's there is it come is there a point where we can sit in the presence of god and without a man of god laying hands on us we can expect the holy spirit to move with wave after wave upon us i believe that's the point of all our teachings and that should be the point of all our preachings 
our preachings as ministers should not be to turn people to come back to Sunday to hear a better sermon and make them dependent on us. And our preaching should empower people to create lifestyles that they don't need that pastor to feed every week, that they grow into a maturity. They go move from glory to glory and dimension to dimension where they come to that place where they know that, okay, whatever he carries, I have access to. Whatever the way he functions, I can function too because I have the same Christ in me. Is the same Christ that can anoint me. I, I love the statement, if you can do what he does, you can you can you can carry what he carries mm-hmm. so that is the objective of church church is to empower the body to grow to the stature of christ Amen. and i was talking to we met uh, this man who knew me from before uh, at the airport on the flight and he quickly swapped the seats with somebody and came and sat beside us i was a smart move <laughs> So 45 minutes I couldn't rest, I had to talk, which I enjoyed. And and I started telling this man, the only, I told him, I said, I'm no special. Because he was super excited to sit next to me. I said, listen, I'm no special. I'm, you are as loud as I am loved by Jesus. And I had to tell him, I said, listen, the, if you see any uniqueness in me, it could only be that God has helped me grow in, in that area, in, in the understanding has grown. It's not because I'm more special than you are. So as a church, as a body of Christ, we have to grow in an understanding, grow in the understanding of how can you overcome your weakness? How can you overcome your flaws? How can you get back up? How not to stay fallen in sin? How can you rise up? How can you go without guilt and shame to the presence of God? How can you, you, you increase in your understanding and increase in understanding of how you can carry the presence of God, how you can host the presence of God, how you can walk with God. So your problems may remain the same. Your house may remain the same. Your car may not change overnight. Um, things may not explode. But your spirit man grows in stature. In season, in, in time, you will see that everything around you has to reflect the God inside you. And if everything around you does not change according to the God inside you, then something is wrong with what's happening on the inside. Mm. So both has to go together. But it is sh- with surety that the spirit the stature of your spirit grows with your understanding. That's incredible. So that apart from increasing our understanding, are there some other practical steps that believers can do to continue to host the presence of God even after the man of God is left? So the the presence of God being hosted, one of the foremost thing is acknowledging his presence. Uh, the number of times we ignore the fact that he is actually with us is probably the reason why we don't host the presence of God. You, you mean like a consciousness and awareness uh, that his presence is there? Right now, we we there are four of us in the room, and we we acknowledge each other. We mm-hmm. talk to. There's nobody left out. We talk to everybody when we right. when even even if you ask me a question and I'm answering you, I'm not just looking at you. I'm looking at all of us because I want to be intentional about acknowledging everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel anybody left out. But how often do you acknowledge Jesus? Because Jesus is in the room too. Right. If you're on the flight, you're busy reading the newspaper. You completely ignore the Holy Spirit. Mm. If you are in your classroom, you're busy engaged in your work but you've completely ignored the Holy Spirit 
you cannot host somebody that you don't barely acknowledge. Right, true. So it starts by complete consciousness of the fact that the Bible says in John, I'm not good at, I don't remember which verse it is, but it says that he is in you and with you. That's one of my favorite verses. I don't understand why that detail was needed if it wasn't for us to understand that mm. he's not just inside us, he's beside us. So if he's inside us, we, th- we feel like, okay, he's part of every conversation, so it's okay. But it's not. Because he's not just inside you, he's next to you. With you, that's good. That means make eye contact with him. Oh, that's incredible. Make, make, tell him, whisper something into him. Uh, you're whole busy, you're having your breakfast, enjoying your breakfast, talk to him. That helps you to constantly, just by doing this, the anointing on your life should increase. I'm telling you, some people want to sit down one hour and pray. You will carry a greater level of anointing just by acknowledging His presence throughout, throughout. Like even as we are sitting and talking here, I've been trying to host the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I know just by doing this, in two hours I'm going to walk into the stage and you all are going to wonder what happened <laughs> when you what you didn't see was the whole time I was with Him, even though I was with you. That first of all, I'm super excited for tonight's meeting. <laughs> Can't wait to get there. But that I'm I'm truly blessed by having been able to host this podcast. I'm truly blessed. To be Let's able to pray be for the viewers. Why don't you pray for them? Thank you, Jesus, Heavenly Father. We just worship you, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge your presence that's with us. Father, we give you all the glory and all the praise for what you've been doing and for what you're continuing to do. Father, for each one of us, oh Lord God, we want to increase in our understanding. Father, we want to increase in hosting your presence, in rendering you reverence, in rendering you glory, Father, with the way we live. Holy Spirit, we want to give you freedom to reign and to move and to breathe in us and through us as you please. Holy Spirit, for each one who's listening to this podcast, Father, we just pray wave after wave of your presence upon them and increase, O oh Father, in their ability to acknowledge your presence in their lives, your presence in them and your presence with them, Father. Lord, that in whatever room they walk into, they don't walk in alone, they're walking in with your presence, that they're walking in with an eternal possibilities, Father. Lord, we ask you this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, don't don't forget that this is a series. And we hope that you would not just listen to it, but engage with it. Amen. Leave a comment, leave a like, share it with somebody. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. All right. God bless you all. And uh, stay tuned for the next one.